Talks, a chat with Finance Malta, is the podcast series that gives you short, thoughtful and regular insights from leading experts of the financial services industry. I'm Vanessa MacDonald. Welcome. Welcome to another in the series of podcasts called FinTalks, organised by Finance Malta. I'm Vanessa MacDonald and today I'm with Sandro Pecorella. He's the Business Development Manager of SGM FX Malta, which deals basically in foreign exchange. Sandro, it, this is really interesting because um, I would have thought that, you know, uh, once we had joined the Eurozone, the demand for foreign exchange would have dropped dramatically. Is that the case? Um, not entirely. The issue of foreign exchange has always been there, and I believe will always be there because we're a nation of traders. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And yes. The, the the yes, we did lose our currency twenty uh, odd years ago, but uh, at the end of the day, it's more a case of uh, diversifying the the actual sector and uh, Malta being today a very important global financial hub, uh, has got much more to offer, especially in this aspect. Although most of the trading today is being done in euros, obviously we are formed part of the eurozone, and it is less costly probably in many sectors today to use the euro, we do believe that there are always situations and opportunities whereby foreign exchange comes in, um, be it private, be it industrial or corporate, the opportunities are there, the situations are there, and foreign exchange as a service can be done both in a provider uh, service as well as the traditional banking institution. So what what is it that people are looking for? Because I mean, um, when you're looking at something like this, I imagine that you want speed and you want efficiency, no? Uh, why would you go through a platform such as yourselves? Well, the foreign exchange sector has been developed in the past, I would say, 25, 30 years more, starting from the banking institutions, eventually branching out to service providers, and independent service providers, for the simple reason that um, when banks' uh, requirements started growing and uh, matters be- became more global uh, in the major banks, so foreign exchange became much more, uh, I would say, delicate because it is more of a personalised requirement whereby whether you're a corporate company or a private individual, there are these exigencies that it is your personal money. So the actual transaction or what goes behind the transaction, there is a lot of attention given and which obviously requires a lot of expertise in. So the, the personal, apart from the speed that one would obviously, that is always there because there's money being shifted from one country to another, from one uh, continent to another. Today with the media and, and, and uh, I would say, uh, advancement in, in technology, um, things have progressed much, much more. And, and we do see that the, the, the aspect of the personal attention that foreign exchange requires is the most vital aspect of all. Um, 
would you consider yourselves to be rivals to banks or do you complement the services that they provide? Well, I would not say rivals because uh, the foreign exchange service providers offer a very, very particular service, which is, I would say, an added value for both entities as well as for the client. You might find that banks would not be able to uh, accommodate certain particular requirements of the individuals or of the entities. In some other stances, yes, they will have obviously uh, a certain uh, strength that they would maintain the foreign exchange service given the maybe added financial advantages that the industries or their clients would uh, be offered by the banks. But all in all, we do uh, see ourselves as a complementary service that would help banks into um, not having to go to this segment when they couldn't provide such a personalized service with always dedicated and expertise. Uh, we've heard so much over the last few years about the problems with correspondent banking, particularly with, with certain currencies and so on. Is this something that you can, you can help with? Yes, we do, in fact. Um, we do facilitate the, the uh, transactions for, for paying transactions for certain institutions in certain uh, currencies and uh, we found this to be of a quite an advantage uh, here in Malta that is why the company decided to open and branch out in Malta apart from the UK uh, in the fact that yes the correspondent banks uh, would look at who is actually doing the transaction for the clients so when you have then uh, a company with a certain level of, of experience and has proven itself on the market and globally, then we are the answer to a lot of... Without, uh, without taking shortcuts when it comes no, to AML no, no, and compliance. Definitely not, definitely mm -hmm. not. Those are aspects which we go through rigorous uh, checks and balances and we make it clear from day one with all our clients and we have to, it's an obligation that we all have to do as service providers irrespective of who the entity is and that is the only way how you could prove your worth with your clients and this is no secret but at the end of the day client referrals are, are very vital for, for an institution's growth and reliability so this plays an important part. Um, the, the AML and, and compliance aspects do not just have to uh, cater for the client themselves, but also for the destination. And this is where um, we as a company ourselves um, give more importance and, and excel in our, in, our, in our AML services. You, uh, as a platform, deal with, with payments. You're not there for investors who are playing the foreign currency market. However, one of the biggest problems or headaches for, for companies is that they will have a contract to provide something at a particular price. Um, and given the, the volatility and geopolitical realities of today, that must be such a headache. So how, how do you deal with that? It must be... Well, I come to the, to the initial comment of the expertise. This is where when one 
has an element of experience and has been in the industry for quite a number of years rather than just uh, opening up shop. This is where uh, the, the strength of the company and its, uh, I would say, not just its vision, but its professional approach towards the clients uh, comes in and delivers what the client would expect. Um, companies like, like ours uh, have to look into what are the client's needs in the first place and eventually with our experience and expertise, I repeat, because this is very, a very important aspect, we could then guide the clients into what is the best route to take whether to, to transact uh, on spot trades or uh, do forward trading and other tools that exist within our industry to help the client, uh, I would say, uh, do some limit damage to their um, or create countermeasures into their risks. Uh, because yes, especially when one is looking at high volume payments, the, the risks can go up into uh, quite, quite considerable, uh, I would say, losses, and which would be detrimental to that client's performance. Sometimes certainty is better than actually making or losing money. At definitely. least you know what you're definitely. up against, so definitely. you can work, work around um, that. I, w I would like to, to, to come back to one of your comments, especially in, in this aspect, is that we as a company are strictly on financial payment transactions. So we do not, we are not on a, on a platform, trading platform or, or, or funding. Speculation or zone. anything like this, no, of course. Definitely not. That is, a, one may find certain companies which do have uh, certain, certain connections, but uh, there is also always that high risk aspect, which is uh, vital, especially for, I would look at us as the local market in the first place that one cannot risk. But we also are international players, so uh, it's, it's a risk which goes globally. And uh, we are, are very, very um, specialists, I would say, in this segment because we are very limited into what we are ready to offer. You mentioned that the, the parent company is actually in the UK, in, in London, I understand. Why did they decide to open up in Malta? Was it just because of uh, having a footprint within the EU or does it go beyond that? Well, it was always an aspect for the company, uh, so I was told, that uh, the company could grow. And yes, well, partly the, the Brexit aspect did, uh, I would say, speed up that issue. But also the fact of having Malta as the, the subsidiary or second arm gives more of a, an importance of the company going global. Why? Because uh, the, the fact that, well, through the MFA, MFSA license, we can operate internationally and globally rather more than the UK without obviously uh, taking away any credit for our London office. Definitely not. But Malta as a financial hub today has gained so much importance that um, we were amongst the top three destinations and it was relatively easier for, for the company to decide to Malta because of 
a lot of aspects. Um, however, the, 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 the uh, advancement that Malta has had from a financial uh, perspective has made the, or rather facilitated the engagement of, of the Malta office as the second. In fact, what you're saying is that you're not just in Malta to service Maltese local clients, but to to handle all sorts of international financial services companies too. We are are reaching out and we're using the Malta office to to branch out to other European uh, destinations and as well as not. I mean, the, the Malta office is not just for the Malta office. It's actually to uh, strengthen the company's uh, presence globally. And we already have uh, interests from around the world, from investors who would like or are actually interested in investing in Malta now, not just looked at the UK because they were previously our clients to the UK. So this has uh, given us more of a, I would say, uh, a positive aspect even even though we have just we are just a fresh on the market but it, it proves even even further the, the the point that Malta as an institution has got a lot more to offer that's exactly what we'd like to hear at finance Malta <laughs> Sandro thank you so much for this you're welcome thank you very much that's all for today Subscribe now to the FinTalks and follow Finance Malta on all social media platforms to stay updated with all our activities. Till the next podcast.